Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Tuesday, February 27th. Tuesday mornings at this time, it's the Yard and Garden Hour with the Master Gardener, Jan Musen from DeBrine Seed, Washington Elm and Downtown Zealand, DeBrineSeed.com, where you can order your seeds and uh, they'll be happy to send them out as long as it's not going to be bad on the area that you are at. In other words, they're not going to send things that are invasive. Jan's on the other <laughs> side of our Google Meet connection. She mentioned that last week. I do remember that. So I do remember things that things do get stuck in beside the cranium there, Jan. And sometimes they do. <laughs> Glad you are with us. Uh, by the way, I just showed Jan something. One of the, um, uh, there's a, a there's a, um, uh, uh, an X um, user, why you should have a cat. <laughs> and it comes across with just some cute cat, uh, 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 things and uh like a little kitty you know going down sledding and banging into the camera and all that <laughs> so it you know, it, you know for me i can't have a cat at home because of financial reasons but uh you know it, it, this is uh definitely you know it gets my little fix out of the way anyway uh let's talk a little bit about uh Something's going on at the Brian. Of course, you can join the conversation. In fact, we encourage you to do so. 616-395-1450-616-395-1450. How dangerous is this time of year right now, Jan? We like nice, warm weather. We like it as a respite from the winter. But this is late March weather. This is not late February weather. How dangerous is this right now? This is, it's not, let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> we need the cold weather. People are thinking it's time to do something, and it's not. It's not time to put fertilizer down, not time to plant anything outdoors. The soil temperature is 36 degrees. <laughs> so, two cold folks too cold it's not spring that yeah uh let me do something right now i'm getting double of you right now jan yes i don't know why so i'm gonna knock this off hopefully i don't knock you off uh no well let's see see if i can do this right remove from the call okay Oh, there we go. All right. We, 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 we took care of that. So now it's nice and clean and don't okay, have yeah. to have two Jans talking to you. Uh, well, that's okay. <laughs> two Jans have to be better than one. No, no, no. It's a case of, well, you're now <laughs> double. No, it's halved. <laughs> I got I to gotta find that drop from Doctor Who. But anyway, uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the things going on in uh uh, at DeBrine's, uh, plenty of bird seed in right now. People thinking about uh, birds. Yes. Um, you know, people are thinking about birds because actually we're starting to get some of the spring migrants up. Um, the 
bluebirds are here. Um, black wing or red wing blackbirds are here. I saw those by my feeder the other day. Um, so some of them are starting to come up. Robins are here. Um, so it's always kind of fun to kind of change up your bird feed, add some mealworms, you know, do whatever um, to attract more of them into our feeders. Because the summer birds are kind of fun and the migrants are kind of fun to have by your feeders. Um, yeah, even the birds think it's it's warm out, I guess. I don't know. But I still have juncos by my feeders. So mm. it's still winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... The calendar, I I know birds don't read calendars very well, but they no they, they don't. They have um, internal calendars, and they know that even though it might be warm, it's premature warm. Uh, yeah, yes. I can. I understand that uh, people are also not only looking at birds, but they're also dealing with uh, you know uh, 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 getting their lawns and their yards and their fields all ready to go fertilizers and field seeds are very popular they're, right yeah, now they're getting ready to for spring a lot of people are coming in i want to revive their pastures um this is a time of year to put down like clover seeds and alfalfa things like that 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 goes down early spring but um other than that you know a lot we sold a lot of field seed in the last week along with fertilizer it's really too cold to put down it's i checked the soil temperature this morning here in ottawa county and it's 36 degrees so it is too cold for anything to be going on right. um but uh yeah it's not frozen yeah at, <laughs> so least, can, at least not right now it's at least not right now so that's the unfortunate part because that means still means that you know like the ticks and whatever are still gonna live on in our backyards but um yes it is too cold to plant anything right now is it also too cold to even start worrying about trying to address uh shall we say that uh, yellowish grass color we see around right now well a lot of that is snow mold <laughs> and yes you can you can rake that out right now very gently rake it out um and then uh you can throw some grass seed around it or wait for a couple more weeks when it actually might germinate. <laughs> but uh, yes, you can start, I start to address that. I did that last, last week. I got rid of, I had a huge patch of yellow and it was all snow mold. So I raked that out. So yes. I was just looking, you know, I was you know, driving around my neighborhood and, you know, let's, you know, it, I was saying, okay, when does the when does sprinklers start coming up? <laughs> yeah, they start getting it green because <laughs> right now it just looks, you know, kind of stale, <laughs> for lack of a better yes, term. Yes, it does. Yes, you know, we need green. You know, uh, yes, we do. Sun is great, but you know, we start well. Anyway, green will come soon enough. We don't need that quickly because as we've seen a few years ago with the green comes early then the flowers come early and then we have a stem fest we don't yeah, need that we don't want that we, we do not that. want that uh also some indoor planting stations moving very well at the at, at the brine right now uh yes they are people got this itch they want to plant something and if they can't plant it outdoors they're going to plant it indoors um I've been talking with a lot of people that are getting their tomatoes in. I talked to um, 
<coughs> lady yesterday, she was putting fennel in, and she's got little fennel plants coming up in her house. She's going to plant them outdoors. She had never done that before, but fun thing to do. You might as well start it now, see if you can get it going in the house. I might even do some fennel. It's got it's kind of pretty plant with the green fronds on the top, and you can actually eat it. So, hey, oh, that double, double batter, you know, double, double the fun. Uh, let's talk a little bit about our friend, our, our, our fine feathered friends. Yes. You notice I didn't say fine feathered fiends. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Normally I say fine feathered fiends because that was a name of a Batman episode featuring the penguin. <laughs> fine feathered fiends. Fiend, yes. But uh, let's talk about our fine feathered friends, uh, friends and uh, how they can, how we can help save them. Keep them flying high, and not, yeah, there are you know, some and, simple ways. Yeah, and, and and make sure that we don't develop more chickens. If you know, you know, you know what I mean by developing more chickens and turkeys, birdless. Yeah. I mean, uh, wingless birds that they, yeah. they can't fly. You know, yeah. turkeys and chickens normally don't fly. I mean, chickens flop around a little bit, but not really that much. Not but, for long distances, no. But as you've scolded me in the past about, uh, you know, feeding ducks too much, and then they become basically, you know, grounded ducks. Task, ask them to fly, and it's like, you know, yeah, these the, 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 the wings aren't strong enough to handle their, you know, handle their girth. Yes, they, they get a little bit too fat. <laughs> yes, and if they eat too much bread, they... Pin feathers come out wrong, so that's yeah. yeah, hard for them to fly. So yeah. that's why we don't feed them bread and we yeah. don't overfeed them. That's right, because they're they're just as susceptible to uh, junk food as we are. Yes, yes, they, <laughs> birth, junk they, food, they are. Yeah, their junk food is bread. But there are some other ways that you can help our friendly uh, uh, bird friends. A few years yeah. ago, uh, a few years yeah. ago, there was a... Uh, uh, company that was selling, you know, uh, glass cleaning stuff and they had birds, <laughs> uh, oh, right. them, you know, smashing into glasses, like, oops, <laughs> they camouflaged <laughs> those, those windows, but that's actually a problem, isn't it? It's a huge problem. Um, they figure, um, in America up to 1 billion, that's billion with a B birds die each year after hitting windows um so if you've got a window that the birds seem to fly into all the time um put some screens up so it they don't it doesn't look clear um put curtains in front of it put one of those um hawk decals that they can see but you really can't put that up in the window um just so they don't hit it and i know the high-rise buildings are the ones that the birds are basically smashing into but our houses, yes, we can help by the few that are going to hit our windows. Just make it so they don't hit our windows. It's basically just during migration times that they're doing this. And and when they're making nests, and although cardinals especially, they'll think they see a, another male cardinal and they're just looking at themselves in the window. And I'm, they'll kill themselves trying to kill that other <laughs> that other cardinal in the window. So... Let's uh, let's do something to to combat that, and screens work well for that. 
Uh, and don't put any camouflage on those windows to make it look like it's, <laughs> you know, t- trying to get that extra little, uh, you know, uh, Instagram click for that vi- that weird video that. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Right before they hit, this is what they look like. Yep. Ooh. Pop. You know, no, that's, that's not good. Now, um, no. we were talking a bit about uh, why you should have a cat. Yes. Um Cats like birds. We know that. Yes. Which means they, they, they like to look at them, but not so much up close and personal, because if you do that, it's not, it's not going to end up not, it's not going to end up well for the bird. No, it's not. They're good hunters. So the cats make an actually fantastic pet, but keep them indoors. There is really no reason why you need to bring, have your cat go outside. Um, litter boxes today and litter are so, you know, they they absorb smell. You don't walk into a house and smell a, a cat box unless you have not taken care of it well or you're using the wrong litter. Um, you know, there is no reason why you can't keep your cat in all the time. Um, so, you know, you get a cat, keep it indoors. It keeps it safe. It keeps it healthy. It doesn't, you know, get in trouble fights with other animals um oh i hated taking care of cats the other cat came back and it had been in a fight again (laughs) um you know it's after a while it gets kind of old folks and your cats are just gonna probably end up getting you know some disease from that and you know and they don't live as long so keep them indoors um they make great pets have them neutered and spade and they'll be fine but keep Um, them inside because they'll attack the birds yes so don't have them don't have them outside at all i've got a neighbor that thinks his cat has to go outside every night well his cat goes outside over to my house Mm. and underneath my deck sleeps there all night (laughs) so i finally put out a little cardboard box for him to sleep in Now, there's no reason why he's not sleeping in his own house. <laughs> uh, yes, we we have enough problems trying to deal with homeless people. Homeless cats is another thing. Yeah, this cat has a home, so um, yeah, that's just plain silly. So um, keep them inside. Um, and, you know, you got a feral colony around your house. Um, the, the spay and neuter, the Humane Society will help you with that. You catch them, bring them over there, spay, neuter. They put them back in their colony. They can't have any more kittens. That's the whole idea behind this. So we can stop this whole feral cat situation. And, of course, we're talking about keeping the cats indoors to protect our uh, feathered friends. Yes. Um, What about uh, the third point you have here, plant natives? Well, you know, we have, you know, concreted over so much of the bird's uh, natural territory and so plant something back that you know that they can make nesting material out of or they can eat so you know planting a a a bush that's got some berries on it or like a service berry tree something plant some things outdoors that they're used to having around um native things you know you can expand your your landscape beds or, you know, put one side of your, the back side of your house where it's kind of shady. Hey, put that, 
over into some uh, flowers or something like that that the birds can can use. So, you know, if you add it, they'll come, you know, along with the pollinators. And that's a good thing to do. The other two points, uh, environmental uh, efforts. Uh, uh, some places that, uh, you know, coffee plantations are good environmentally, some not so much. Yeah, you know, now they want, you know, make it easy to harvest, easy to do. So they plant the coffee in the sun. Well, really, coffee is supposed to grow in the kind of mountainous areas, and it's in the shade. Um, so get get the coffee that's grown in the shade. I know they have to hand harvest it. It's going to be more expensive, but it actually is better for the birds. It's better for all of the species in the area so they don't, you know, rip out everything and just plant coffee out in the open when, you know, that's 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 their, their where they live. So, let's let's keep the coffee up in the in the mountains where it belongs and let's just enjoy some uh, shade-loving coffee. And then finally, uh, taking care of plastic. Uh, that seems to be an issue right now. That's a huge issue. We've got so much plastic in our oceans, et cetera. Um, and actually, our seabirds, um, albatrosses, et cetera, have plastic in their stomach because they eat it because they think it's food. So, you know, it can, you know, make an obstruction in the intestine, then they're dead. Um, it can have, it's too bad. It's not good for all of our birds. So make sure that you don't sit there and just throw things off your boat. If your plastic use is recycled, um, you know, just be very careful with all of your plastic stuff. And if you can buy something without plastic, that's even better. If you got a question for the Master Gardener, Jan Musen from DeBrine Seed, 616-395-1450, Focusing our discussion on our fine-feathered friends, um, feeders, and uh, deciding what you should do about a feeder, especially an outdoor feeder. Uh, indoor feeders, not so. Yeah. <laughs> that, that don't work. Might work in a garage, but for the most part, not really. Yeah, we really don't want the birds in the garage anyway. But outdoor feeders, you know, if you're going to want to buy a new feeder, figure out, A, what kind of birds you want to attract, um, what kind of feed you want to put out there. I mean, if you use a tube feeder, remember, it's just going to basically be the small birds on that that can perch on the perches. Um, if you want larger birds like cardinals or blue jays, they need a flat platform, something on the so they can they can rest their feet and be able. To, they've got a big breast area, so they got to be able to fit all of that on the feeder. So keep that in mind. A hopper feeder would work for them if it has a flat a flat place on it. Um, you know the nectar feeders for the obviously for the Orioles and for the um, hummingbirds. Too early for that yet, but you know you can be seed specific with your with your feeder. You can do a peanut feeder or um, a thistle feeder. Um, there's all kinds of different feeders out there. You know, figure out what you want, what you've got in your backyard, and put that kind of feeder in there. Um, and make sure you keep it clean. That's a big thing. Once a month, clean those feeders out. Um, you don't want the birds to pass along any kind of viruses along to the birds, but clean them out. And you might want to 
vary your um, feed that you're putting out this time of year. Um, if you've been using just a plain mix, you might want to add some mealworms to it right now for the spring migrants coming in or do the Mr. Beast fruit and nut. Um, the spring birds love that stuff. They love the fruit and the nuts and the suet that's in it. They go nuts for that. So, you know, put something different out that a you know, different kind of bird will come to your feeder and, and your normal birds will still be there too. Six one. Pardon me, 616-395-1450. If you have a question for the Master Gardener, Jan Musen, 616-395-1450. What about, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to get a feeder. Another thing is to what feed do you, what, 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 what do you put in it? Uh, uh, what, what's the best, uh, well, I don't want to say uh, all-purpose food. All-purpose type thing? Yeah. Black oil sunflower is probably... The most all-purpose feed, but remember, not all birds can crack open the shell to get the sunflower out of it. So then you might want to use just plain sunflower chips. That's the inside of the sunflower, and the birds love that. So the small birds can eat that. Um, cardinals and grosbeaks and that sort of bird love to crack open a sunflower, but not all birds can. So. Keep that in mind. And if you get squirrel problems, you might want to go to the, um, you know, cover your seed with the flaming hot sauce that we have. Or you might go just with the Coles hot meats. And it's already covered. Birdseed already covered with the, um, the, with the uh, jalapeno and um, hot pepper. So you might want to go that. You know, Stop the squirrels. They really don't care for that that much. Yeah, definitely want to be able to make sure you're feeding birds and not feeding mammals or even yeah. flying birds. That, that 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 don't count either. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you never know. You know, flying, flying, flying squirrel, yeah. yeah. You have issues with flying squirrels. Uh, importance of keeping feeders clean. That is so important um you know once a month take your feeder down dump whatever in there and really clean it out with some bleach water you know scrub it out because the bottom of the feeder can get all that compacted seed on there and that can get moldy and it can harbor viruses and bacteria so you do need to clean those out um once you got them cleaned out let them dry and then you can fill them back with seed, the birds will be so much happier if you do that. Um, and you will feel happier um, just because it's clean. Yeah. It, keeping proper hygiene is important yes. uh, because, uh, let's put it this way, birds can get illnesses. They can get well, sick. Yes, they can. There, There is a virus out there that causes blindness in the finches. And it's basically you know, transmitted around feeders. And you, if you keep your feeder clean, your birds won't transmit it. But if you've ever seen a, a little bird kind of hopping around on the ground and it won't fly and it won't go anywhere, it's probably blind. Um, and it will die soon or find a cat or mm. well, a hawk or somebody. Yeah, the predatory birds, uh, uh, you know, sometimes they, you know, they're not you know, birds will eat little birds yeah yeah especially if they're not getting their quota of mice and uh, yeah. uh other 
you know, normal uh, birds, uh, normal uh, prey that they normal, normally yeah, prey, get yeah. uh, as well. Uh, one final thing about birds, and then we'll uh, take our break. What about dealing not only with feeders, but also with habitat? Uh, some people like to have set up birdhouses that uh, maybe the birds will, will kind of use. Is that really feasible or basically let the birds make their own homes? Well, it's, you know, you can let your birds make their own homes, but you need to have, you know, you need to have lots of trees and large trees that might have some holes in it for the cavity dwelling birds. And, you know, it's, it's you know, it's kind of nice to provide stuff for them. The bluebirds, it's really nice to put out bluebird houses. And if you had them out all winter, it is time to get those cleaned out, get them, get all the junk out of it and put them back up. Um, they will make their own nests from scratch. Don't keep the old stuff in there, but it's nice. And if you want to get some wrens in your backyard, put up a, a small bird house. Um, wrens are just wonderful little birds to have around and they eat a ton of insects. So we want to kind of in, encourage that sort of thing. Um, they eat, you know, a lot of a lot of the bad insects, and they might eat some good ones too. But you know, it's kind of nice that they get some of those things. So, um, and I think they'll have plenty to eat this summer, um, as long as it stays like this outside. Um, so yeah, um, let's uh, put up some bird feeders right now and help them out. Jan, I got one story from my wires uh, that I collect stories. I think that would be of interest to those who are. Liking the out of doors uh, with the yard and garden and the like. Uh, this is out of California, straight out of Stockton. Uh, California's lucrative nut industry under attack by a tiny pest. Josh Harder, who is a congressman in the area, sounding the alarm over an invasive beetle that's been detected in the region, known as invasive almond beetles. They bore Ooh. tiny holes into developing nuts and eat the kernels inside. The pest also thrives on pistachios, which is California's second largest nut crop behind almonds. In a letter to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Harder writes, quote, we have to treat this invasion like the major economic threat it is. Pushing for emergency funding to address the urgent threat, California almonds and pistachios account for $6.3 billion dollars in the 2022 crop year, but invasive almond beetles. E. Really? That's a huge problem out there. My goodness. And I love almonds. I don't want anything to happen to them. Yeah. You know, it's these, these, these invasive species, you know, and, and a lot of them, you know, people are well-meaning when they want to bring a certain plant to an area, oh, I loved it when we were in Tokyo. Why don't we yeah. have it here? You know, and yep. it's nice, but then, you know, they're no longer with us, second or third generation down, and we got to deal with, you know, the aftermath of this stuff. Yeah, that's why we don't bring food, you know, and why we don't bring any kind of vegetation along with us. I remember when I went to the Galapagos, I mean, they searched our inside out of our luggage and we had to walk through um this 
thing of water with bleach in it. And we, if you had another pair of shoes with you, they put them in the bleach water um, and customs there. So they were very, very um, wary of any invasive species. All right, 616-395-1450. couple of things coming up at DeBrines. Uh, a week from Thursday, it's Greenview Night at DeBrines. Yeah, um, that, this is going to be a fun night. Um, Ken's going to talk about um, all things Greenview, but we've got Pam Ford from um, the VG Supply Company and I, and we'll talk, talk to you about all things maybe not Greenview, but all the new things that are out this spring or that are coming out, um, all the fun new things, the grand prize. I think uh, Ken, Ken's got a string trimmer and a, a leaf blower. Um, I kind of want that, but I guess I can't win that. No, you but, work um, here, can't play. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> but we always have some sub sandwiches and chips and something to drink and and it's always a lot of fun. There's a lot of door prizes, and Ken's usually got some specials going on during this during the show. And um, the biggest thing is Greenview is offering an instant rebate this year, no mail-in rebate. So, um, and they've got some fantastic prices on their programs this year. You have to register for the event. Uh, DeBrian Seeds uh, phone number is six one six seven seven two two three one six. Six one six seven seven two two three one six. A cup. Um, I would say um, my math is right. Three weeks from today, Tuesday, March nineteenth, it'll be Scott's night at DeBrines. Yeah, a whole different thing. That's like like we're presenting a debates or something for an election. But Scott's night will be Jeff Shepard from the Scotts Corporation. He'll be here talk about all things Scott Scotts that night. Um, Scotts has some new things coming out this spring um they've got something called healthy lawn which is a fertilizer plus a fungicide for those who people that have a problem with that um he'll talk about that where you should use it whatever and um ken's gonna give away a an elite a scott's elite pro spreader that night so again that's another great night to come here for um again and i'll have refreshments and we'll have more door prizes so um great fun to come to these uh these things and one final thing uh we were contacted by our friends at the holland garden club they of course they are having their uh uh summer event and we'll talk more about that as we get closer to that event but they got uh something going on a week from thursday march the 7th growing vegetables without feeling overwhelmed yeah i um, I had the garden club visit me yesterday and we we're talking about this and um, it's Sharon, Shannon. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to really butcher your last name. Schultice. Schultice. Okay. Um, she is a certified garden coach. I think that sounds like so much fun. I want to be a garden coach. Um, and she's going to talk about a lot of raised bed growing, uh, vegetable growing. Um, it, it's not as easy as it seems. You don't just get a box and dump soil in it and plant. It's usually, there's a little bit more involved in that. She's going to talk all about that. Um, so that should be fun. It'll be at First Reformed Church off of State Street here in Holland. And the dating in is March the 7th. Jan and Musen, of course it is free. That's right. Jan Musen joins 
not only us every Tuesday morning at this time with the Art and Garden Hour, but also Dan Evans with the Garden Party at around 8.45 or so on Tuesday mornings on WHTC Morning News. And, of course, the Jan Muse and Garden Show Saturday mornings at 11 here on WHTC. Jan, thank you very much. Wish everybody at uh, Brian's well for us. And if all goes well, we'll do this again next week. That's a date. Thank you very much, Jan Musen, on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.